We hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. My question uh, for you to ponder on today is this. If God were to do a miracle in your life right now, in your life or around your life, if God was to intervene, if God was to do something change, intervene, bring something of his kingdom, bring something of his life to your life right now. And you could go, yep, that was God. That, I couldn't have done that naturally. If God does this, that would be amazing. What would that be? It, 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 that is a rhetorical question, but I'm pausing because I actually want you to think of something. It's, it would be very helpful in this message if you can actually think of something in your life that that fits in. Maybe it's a family member who you long to see come to know Christ and you're holding out for that miracle to happen. Or maybe it's physical healing in your body that you're going, or, or someone in your family needs physical healing. Or maybe it's in the area of mental health or spiritual freedom in their spirit or in their, in their mind that they need to be set free or you need to be set free. What, what, what would that miracle look like today for you? Have you got something? Got something in mind? A few head nods around there? Okay. Because that's what we're talking about over the next few weeks, is God intervening, God bringing his life. Because we serve a miracle-working God, right? And my next question in regard to that, if that is the case, if we serve this miracle-working God, how often do you pray for miracles? And, and I've been challenged about this this week because I accept that sometimes I kind of just go along with the culture that I'm in, which is in our Western culture, we're kind of, yeah, it would be nice for miracles to happen, but uh, it's probably a bit unlikely and, and, and miracles are a bit random, so they might happen to me, they might happen to someone else. Um, but we, am, am I seeking it? Am I... Seeking after God in my prayer life, does my prayer life reflect the miracle God that I worship? And at times, God's been challenging me on this and going, Warren, ask me for more. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I do, I do need to do this. Matthew chapter 7 says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Jesus, these are Jesus' words. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened to you. So let's consider as we, as we worship God, are we asking him? And what are we asking him for? What are you currently asking God to do in and around your life? And at, at the end, we're going to pray into that. We're going to spend some time praying in that. You might be thinking today, oh, we cut the worship a bit short, but we're coming back there. We're going back there because we want to come before God with what we, what we know he wants to do in our lives and go, Lord, I'm asking. I'm asking to receive. Uh, our family has been uh, particularly challenged by this over the last uh, year or so. Um, my father-in-law, Jenny's dad, um, was diagnosed a, a, about 18 months ago or so with uh, pretty aggressive cancer. 
and it wasn't, it wasn't looking too good. And, um, and many of you uh, know of this journey that we've been on and uh, have been praying into that journey. And uh, Kevin, I, I, he was here just a couple of weeks ago, actually, in church, and he was better now than he was a year ago. That's a miracle. It is. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> you know, and 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 he and he would uh, he encouraged us. He's going. I stood on the word of God. I I I just stood on the the fact that God is my God and He is my healer. And he just consistently every day spent time in the word, time in prayer, and and I you know the evidence is there. God has brought healing to his body. There has been a dramatic turnaround in his life. God does do miracles. Now, I accept that there are some challenges around that, and I'm not going to answer that tricky question. That's John T for next week. He's going to answer that tricky. Good on you, John T. Well done. He, he, he draw that straw on that, on that one. So, but... Um, you know, we'll look at, you know, okay, it's a bit tricky that, you know, you go, well, sometimes I pray and God does dramatic things and sometimes he doesn't. But the fact is, let's just get, settle it in our spirits today that God does do miracles. God does intervene. He does amazing things. So what we're looking at in this series is what does seeking God for more of his miraculous power in and around our lives look like? What does that look like to pray into this area? What does it look like for us to believe for what God will do in and around our lives? And to answer that question, we look to Jesus. And we look at the person and life of Jesus and see that history records that Jesus did many miracles. And that's just a fact of history. Now you might say, oh, well, hang on a minute, that's the, the Bible author's it's not just in the Gospels that it was recorded that Jesus did miracles. There were secular Greek and Roman um, historians at the time that record there was this man in Israel that they called the Messiah, that they called Jesus, who did many miracles. Josephus was one of them. He had no skin in the game, so to speak, to, to, to say what he said, but he just recorded it. This is a fact of history. There was this guy who claimed to come from God, and he did all of these miracles. Now, here's the thing. As Jesus did these miracles, he said, now here's why I'm doing these miracles. Let's have a look at it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 22. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished, as you would be, and said, could this be the son of David? Or another way to put it, could this be the Messiah that's been prophesied about? But when the Pharisees or the religious leaders heard this, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. And if every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan, does, if Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do you drive? Your people drive them out. That's actually a great question, just by the way. <laughs> so then you yourselves are the judges. 
So they, no, sorry, they will be the, your judges. Now here's the key line that, that Jesus ends this dialogue with. He says, but if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, or I perform miracles in this case, then the kingdom of God has come among you. The kingdom of God has come among you. What we see in Scripture, what we see in the life of Jesus, is miracles happened in and around Jesus' life because God's kingdom had come. They were evidence that heaven had broken into earth, that God's kingdom had come. Now, it's not like what we were looking at yesterday here, okay? So some of the disciples got this wrong. They thought it was political. It's not about a political kingdom. It's not about, you know, the, who's in power. And, and they thought this. They thought, oh, Jesus is going to take over from Herod and, and Pontius Pilate and these guys, and he's going to rule politically in our, in our nation. And Jesus is going, no, 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 you guys have got it all wrong. No, it's a spiritual kingdom. It's not a political kingdom. But when the spiritual kingdom comes, when God's purposes, when God's life, when God's reign, when, when God's kingdom, his heavenly kingdom, comes on earth, it brings healing. It brings deliverance. It brings salvation. So that's why Jesus says in Luke chapter 17, once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because your kingdom of God is in your midst. It's already here. What Jesus was saying is God's intervened already, right now, in your world. Actually, I have come from God. I am God. I'm here. I'm doing the miracles. Can you not see what's going on here? The kingdom of God has arrived. And the kingdom of God hasn't left. Now, sure, as we talked about over the last few weeks, we are still waiting for that, the fullness of that kingdom to be expressed. There is a day where Jesus will return and there will be the fullness of that kingdom where, where there's only healing, there's only life, where evil is removed, where sickness is removed for good. And we don't see all of that yet, but the kingdom of God has arrived now. So we can expect to see kingdom results. But the, the first and really important thing that we kind of need to anchor in our hearts and in our minds is miracles happen because the kingdom of God is present. Jesus the King has come. His spirit has been released to extend his kingdom in the world around us. And not only that, we see that there's evidence that Jesus doesn't need to be here for that kingdom to grow. In Luke chapter 10, verse 8, we read of Jesus sending out his disciples, and he says, when you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you, and then just do this, like piece of cake, no problem at all. Heal the sick who are there, and tell them the kingdom of God has come upon you. Actually, in Matthew 10 and other places, it says, heal the sick, raise the dead, Cast out demons? Like, this is, just, this is just normal, everyday stuff. Like, just, just do that. But why could the disciples do these miraculous things? Because the kingdom of God was there. And what Jesus was explaining to the disciples, he's saying, look, I don't need to be present. My spirit, the, sp the same spirit that is on me, 
doing the work of the kingdom, that same spirit is on you. That, spirit, that same spirit is upon you. That same spirit is on you and I today to bring that kingdom, to bring that, those kingdom purposes of God. God, Jesus doesn't need to be physically present for his kingdom to reign, for his intervention to come. And so as we look to these, these first followers of Jesus, and they go out and do that. They go out and start preaching about Jesus and who he is and that the kingdom of God has come. And they see the results. They come back to Jesus. Actually, we look at this in your devotional notes this week. They come back and go, man, it's awesome. And they're really surprised. They're going, man, these demons, they just left people and people were healed and it was amazing. And Jesus is going, well, I told you so. You know, that's, that's, that's how it works. You know, that's, that's what my kingdom does. Like, why, why are you so surprised? And yet we are so surprised at that. But God still intervenes. And what we see from the book of Acts, what we see all the way down through church history, what we see today is this. That those who are willing to seek God's purposes for the world around them, and those who are willing to cooperate with what the Holy Spirit is doing in extending the kingdom, see miracles. And I want to give you an example of that today. So, Josiah Beach, wherever you are hiding, do you want to come up and share? Oh, sorry, yeah, we need a microphone. Josiah's going to share how God intervened in his life a few years ago. So, cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks Warren. Um, so, early 2007, I went down to the Kashmir Osteopaths on Colombo Street just to check out my back after doing a year of physical work. And um, the osteo remarked, he said, ah, oh, one of your legs, your left leg's quite a bit shorter than your right leg. He said, Everyone, everyone's legs are slightly different, but yours is quite noticeable. Have you uh, had problems with that? And I said, oh, no, I didn't know that. But as I started to think back, I realised all through my life I'd often twisted this ankle. It still clicks. Hear that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't hurt, but um, it's, I'd always rolled it and it's always been injured. And um, when Anna and I were first dating, when we'd go walking, my uh, pants would end up right over that side, with the, um, all facing that way, and she'd always say, oh, straighten up your pants. So thinking back, I thought, oh, I guess, yeah, like one of my legs is noticeably shorter than the other. Um, so that was that. And um, a couple of, it was 2008 in the winter, um, Anna and I went to Levita, where a travelling healer, I guess you call him, Western Carrier, who was a, a dairy farmer who had an anointing of God quite suddenly um, for healing and would um, go around New Zealand preaching free of charge and praying for people. So we were there in La Vida and it was quite full and um, he shared the gospel and then said, anyone who wants healing, come up. So everyone went up and I lined up and um, was seeing these pretty amazing things happening and I was thinking, oh, okay, what should I be feeling? What should I be praying? I've got to be in, in the right zone. Is God going to heal my leg and so when it got to me he said right what is it and I said oh one of my legs is shorter he said all right easy no problem sit down yep. <laughs> and just held both of my legs and said in Jesus name lengthen and he said oh that looks about right stand up and I stood up my whole center of balance and gravity was different and I thought oh that was weird so I sat down and stood up again and it was still like that and I thought wow this is amazing so I went home went to bed went to sleep and thought oh, I wonder what that was all about but in the, next, the next morning, it was still the same. My whole centre of balance was different, and it has been ever since. So, um, yeah. And, oh, and then 2016, I went back to the same osteopaths 
had a different one. But I told the osteo there, I said, oh, the last time I came here, my legs were a different length, and now they're the same, because someone prayed for me. And she checked, and she said, oh, your legs are the same. That's really rare. Most people, you know, people don't have the same length legs. So that was amazing. She wasn't, she was a bit sort of um, hesitant, I think, to believe about the healing. But... Um, yeah, it's, there's, there's nothing I can do to deny it or argue about it with myself. You know, I've experienced it myself. So um, it's one of the many things, not the one, but one of the many things that I can go back to as a personal, undeniable fact of seeing God work in my body, even yeah. though I've seen it around me and others. That's yeah. one yeah. in me. That's very cool. Cool. Thank you, Josiah. Give me a hand. God does do miracles. And even when we are surprised by that, and sometimes we might go, oh, I don't know what God's doing here, and sometimes you come up for something else and he heals something else. Like, God's God, and we're not going to demand that he does something that, uh, that just suits our purposes. We come and, and fully submit to him and just go, God, if, if, if you want to do this in my life, I'm willing. I'm, I'm seeking. I'm, I'm seeking after you. And God does do dramatic things in our lives. Uh, the next one I want to show you, I just want to build your faith with some of these stories today. Um, the next one's from the Alpha Course. Um, it's on the uh, video on healing. You can watch it on YouTube. But we're just going to watch this um, explanation today. So, yeah, let's just Filling a glass of water in my bedroom, uh, trying to make it to the bathroom because I was going to be ill, and just not even understanding what was going on. And it was quite scary actually. And I remember waiting till the next morning before I said to my husband, I think I should go to the hospital. I didn't realize when I went into the hospital, I would not be coming out for quite some time. I remember the doctor coming in to me and being quite severe looking, you know, very sort of serious about what he had to tell me. And he went on to tell me that I have something called fungal meningitis, and the form of it is actually called Cryptococcus gatii. And it was as strange as it sounded. A fungal ball had already um, started to grow on my brain. It was 1.3 centimeters at the base of my brainstem, and it was um, replicating itself at a really high rate. And that's the danger with this particular disease, is that uh, it gets to a point where it's big enough, which is three centimeters, that they, the only way to get rid of it is to have surgery on your brain, and no one wants that. And they told me not only would I be in the hospital for eight weeks, I would be on antifungals for two years after that. For the first three nights, I would find myself late at night at about 11 o'clock, um, lying in my hospital bed, and I would just have panic attacks. I was actually having a deeply physical response to um, this knowledge that I could die. Lots of people were praying for me, lots and lots of people. And uh, I was so grateful for their prayers. I was grateful for the wonderful medical care I had. But I remember on Friday, and it happened to be Easter weekend, so Good Friday, my minister from my church offered to come in and pray with us, and we accepted that invitation. And he came and he prayed for me and he said, I think God may want to heal you. And so it was a Friday afternoon that he prayed for me and I was scheduled for an MRI on the Tuesday following. I feel like I had very little faith for miraculous healing. It's not because I didn't believe it was possible, I just thought it would probably happen for other people. It would never happen to little old me in Vancouver. I went into the MRI machine and the next day I got the results. 
And I don't think I will ever forget the day. And I can see the doctor's face rushing into our room and saying, are you ready to go home? And Ryan and I were quite confused. You know, we'd sort of set ourselves up for, we're here for eight weeks. It was at five and a half weeks. And we said, yes, why? And he said, has no one given you your MRI results? We said, no, nobody's come in yet. He said, we can't find it. And I said, what do you mean you can't find it? He said, your fungal ball has completely disappeared. I can't find a trace of it. It's as if it never existed. And I said, not even the little scar on my brain? He said, nothing. It's completely gone. You can go home today. And I remember the moment, because my husband just fell into my lap, laughing, crying. I was laughing. And I said to this doctor, who I don't believe had a Christian faith like I did, I said to him, I believe God healed me. He kind of shrugged and said, I don't have an explanation. And literally, I went home that day. I have never known that kind of joy. But also, I also know that I've never experienced that depth of gratitude. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. And hey, we want to hear. We know that God has done more, an abundance of miracles, even in this church family over the years. And so I know it takes a bit of courage to do what Josiah did, and thank you, Josiah, to get up here and share it. Or if you want us to share it, then we'll share it. We just want to take the next few weeks to tell lots of these stories and just go, yeah, God does things like this. And it is amazing. Why? Because his kingdom has come. Remember, in, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tells us to pray this way. He says, this scene is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's the next line? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think of the life, think of the healing, think of the freedom that is in heaven. And pray that over your life today. Pray that over those around you today. And don't, don't just assume that God will answer a certain way. Just come in faith and ask. Now, I don't know how exactly when God will answer that prayer or how he'll answer that prayer, but I know that he's told us to ask. So are we asking? And, and when, you, when we do that, he will reveal things to you. A number of years ago, I was um, at, a, at a meeting, and a guy actually uh, taught us to uh, pray this prayer quite often, and, and it's helped me a lot in my life, and I hope that it helps you. He, he just says, as you go about your day and go into different situations, just ask God, God, what does your kingdom look like right here, right now? Just pray that question. What does your kingdom look like right here, right now. This person is just sharing something with me. What does your kingdom look like right here, right now? Someone shares a need with you. What does your kingdom look like right here, right now? Now, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And what's the best thing that's going to happen when you pray that prayer? 
The best thing that's going to happen is God's going to reveal something to you and he goes, actually, I want you to pray for this person's healing. And you offer to pray for them and God does something miraculous. Cool. The worst thing that can happen is you kind of go, mm, I don't feel like God's saying anything right now. But at least you asked, at least your heart was open to what God might do. And you can still pray that God's kingdom where it would be done in that situation, whatever it is. So there's no lose to that prayer. There's no, you're not making any promise that, you know, you're not putting God in a box and saying, God, you have to do this right now. You're just saying, God, what does your kingdom look like right here, right now? And in a couple of weeks' time, we'll explore more what praying that prayer and living that prayer out in your life looks like. But I want to come back to you today. Let's come back to that question that we started with right at the beginning. What would a miracle in your life today look like? In or around your life? Where's the healing that you need? What would, what would heaven coming to earth, what would the kingdom of heaven coming here right now, reigning in your life right now or around your life look like right now? Because here's the thing, the kingdom of God that came with Christ and through his spirit 2,000 years ago is present here today. Do you believe that? Good, okay. Because it's true. The kingdom of God is here. And where the kingdom of God is present, miracles happen. God sends his spirit to work among those who are seeking after his kingdom and his purposes in their lives. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to um, come back into a time of worship. We're going to open up space here at the front. We've still got plenty of time before the kids come down. And we're going to just spend 10, 15 minutes seeking after what God wants to do in our lives. We're going to say, God, your kingdom come here right now. So if I could have the, have the worship team up to, to start off with, it would be great. And as... Um, as, as we sing together, as we worship together, my encouragement is that you'd come up here to the front in your own time, in your own way. You can kneel, you can stand, you can whatever you like, but we want to we join with you in prayer. And for those who, who want to stand with those who are up here in prayer, just come and let's just pray, just pray this prayer. God, let your kingdom come right here, right now. May the miracle that they are seeking in their life come through your power, through the authority of Christ, through the work of the Spirit. And I don't know what God wants to do here today, but I do know this. I know that he wants to meet with you. I know that he wants you to experience more of his kingdom. I know that he wants you to receive more of his life. And even if you're coming up here, not just for yourself, although I can't think of many of us that can't think of a miracle that they'd want in their lives, but even if it's something around the situation in your family or a situation in work, let's, let's come before God. Let's seek God for His kingdom now. Let's seek Him for His purposes and His life to be evident, to be working through our lives, to be working in and around our lives. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can do this. We can do this. We can seek God for his miraculous power to work among us together. Let's stand together.
Let's pray. And we'll worship together. Lord God, we, we don't look at all to our own strength. There is nothing here that, that we're doing right now in this space that is about the worship team. It's not about me. It's not even about who we are or the needs that we have. Lord, it's all about you. Lord Jesus, we pray together that you would be glorified in this place today. Lord, we pray that your kingship would be acknowledged, that you would be enthroned in this space today. Lord, we pray let your kingdom come, let your will be done here in this place right now as it is in heaven. Lord, every need that we bring before you, every willing heart that's open here, Lord, we pray, come. Come by your Spirit and meet every open heart here today. Come and bring your life. Come and bring your power. Lord, we need Lord, we want more of you. Lord, we're coming. We're coming to seek you. Lord, we want to acknowledge that you are the king of your kingdom. And your kingdom purposes are at work here today. So as we seek you, May you have your way in this place. Have your way. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.